everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Tuesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. How are our listeners? Go ahead. Feel free to answer. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Um, very interactive, Tony. Nice work. Yes, I'm trying. Let's start in the Magic Kingdom, where we like to start. The first of the scaffolding is up around the castle. That's very disappointing. Well, it's not up around the castle. They just started putting it in. It's actually in part of the moat. Oh, all right. Because the moat, you can now see the bottom of the moat. Uh, we talked yesterday about how they were emptying it, and they emptied it very quickly. Um, but By the time we get there in April, it's going to be up oh, around the castle. Uh, yeah, it will be up around <laughs> the castle. Um, but you know what? They're doing this to beautify the castle. If we had done this 25 years ago, they would have been putting that hideous birthday cake. It's true. Around the castle. I just wonder is, why couldn't they have attacked this when they were dealing with either putting lights on or off of the castle? Like, why not start this project while you're, like, taking the lights off the castle? Because that would have been back in January. Yeah. And that's way too early to start. They need to start it in February. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure it's all some project management, some Excel spreadsheet somewhere says that today is the optimal day to start it. It makes me crazy. I would, I just, I want to show up in one park, any one park. And just have it be done. You know, it was Walt Disney himself who said that uh, these parks will never be completed. Okay, but pick a spot then. Right. And work on it. Right. Not every spot. Not every castle every time we go to a park. No. I haven't had a decent picture in front of a castle in years. That's true. I know. That's true. And we already know that between, what, June and August, they're putting up the icicles. Mm Mm-hmm. And then from January through February, they're taking down the icicles. Mm-hmm. Now they're redoing the castle mm-hmm. for February through April. And we managed to catch Disneyland when they were completely covered up there. Right. Castle. We got a nice picture. I don't even think we took a picture in front of the scrim last year. No. It was like, why, it was why bother? Pretty, it was pretty unattractive. So. Yeah. All right. Well, but it's, you know, our it, sadness. Would you rather have it be decrepit? And not that it's ever going to fall into disrepair, but the other option is that you don't do anything like that. You know, I've I've been reading stories online about people who are uh, I'm canceling my vacation because the you know because the park's not perfect because they're gonna, it's going to be under construction. Like you said, you know something is always under construction. I just they're making such a big push for this whole what 2021 50th anniversary 50th anniversary that they're working on everything at once. So there's not one park you can go into. And have it be, you know, put together. Maybe Animal Kingdom isn't too bad. There's not and, really that much going on. But but that's part of the project where they had 50 for 50, which was 50 new projects. Which sounded exciting and, until you're there the two years before these 50 uh, things open. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's, you know, not very much open and everything's covered up. It's uh, it's a little frustrating. I would have preferred to have seen things done in stages. I kind of feel like they had all these construction walls left over from when they finished <laughs> Disney Springs a couple of years ago. Yes. Oh, that so was now such they're a just moving all these construction walls elsewhere, and Epcot is like the world of construction walls now. Yes. So, but like I say, you know, it's all for the better, and someday it will all be nice. Well, the uh, old world of construction walls was at Hollywood Studios. That seems to mostly the construction walls are gone. Um, So over there, the Mickey's Shorts Theater is about to open. Um, Looks like March 4th is the opening date for that. That is correct. Did they have a new movie or something they're going to show? They do. Not only are they going to open the Mickey's Shorts Theater, but they're going to have a new film, uh, animated short debut there, and it's called Vacation Fun. Um, and it's going to follow Mickey and Minnie's favorite vacation memories. Um, and it's going to be exclusive to Disney Hollywood Studios. So it's something you won't see on the Disney Channel. 
Uh, you're also going to see animation and clips from Mickey shorts like Pandemonium, Couple Sweaters, Potato Land, Croissant de Triumph, Entombed, Dumb Luck, Al Rojo Vivo, Yodelberg, and Outback Atcha. So you might notice uh, some of these names are familiar to you, and that's because they're some of the posters that we've been mm. talking about from Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. Um, but after you see the show at the Mickey Shorts Theater, you can make more memories by stepping into life-size version of beloved animated Mickey Shorts, and you can pose for photos. Um, so kind of cool. Nice. But, you know, we're getting a lot more Mickey and Minnie in Hollywood Studios now. Yeah, we are. That's good, though. In Epcot, the big thing there is the uh, Flower and Garden Festival that is getting ready to open. Over there for the Flower and Garden Festival, they're working on some topiaries. Um, what, Which ones do we have featured this year? Well, the big news is that Remy is getting a new topiary this year, which is only fitting because they are opening up the new Remy ride. Um, we're going to get uh, Beauty and the Beast in France. We're going to get Snow White in Germany. We're going to see a little bit of Figment. Um, and uh, let's see, Winnie the Pooh and, and characters in um, Great Britain, Anna and Elsa in Norway. We'll, of course, see some of our Toy Story friends. Uh, Canada will have Bambi and friends, which I really didn't think. I don't associate Bambi with Canada. I was uh, going to say Canada. I mean, they have deer. They do, but <laughs> why not cows because or bears because uh, the Brother Bear movie featured some I Canadian know, voice talent. I know, but a, a Bambi topiary is so much cuter than a Brother Bear And you know what's adorable? What? And you might agree with me. Flower. Panda topiaries Aww. from China. Yeah. So um, obviously once the Flower and Garden Festival starts, we'll try to get some photos posted on the uh, Facebook page. Um, but yeah, you know, gearing up. Uh, not only is March 4th the opening day for uh, the Mickey Shorts Theater, but it's also the first day of the Flower and Garden Festival. And the Flower and Garden Festival will run this year from March 4th through June 1st. And as part of the Flower and Garden Festival, they're going to bring back uh, Mariachi Cobra Presents the Story of Coco. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that was around for a while, and then it was cut last year, and then it showed back for a uh, special performance around Dio de los Muertos mm -hmm. uh, in November. And uh, it's a pretty cool large-scale puppet um, that tells the story of Coco. If you've seen the movie, I'm, I'm going to need some tissues when we go to that because it was a very sad movie. Um, but it is a, a um, you know, the Mariachi Cobra performers with a pair of dancers, and they share the tale of uh, Miguel's journey to reunite his family. I'm going to really go out of my way to try to catch this one when we're there um, because we have not seen it before, and as we know, it's definitely – been on its way out. So this might be our only opportunity to see it. Well, it's the continuing uh, efforts by Disney to cut live performers, it seems like. Yeah. You know, it's it's great when the money's flowing and they can have all of these acts and the, the janitors and the, you know, off kilter and the citizens of Hollywood. And, and then all of a sudden the first thing that happens when times get tough and money is tough is they start cutting a lot of Yeah, acts. I don't know that it's times get tough. I think that they've just decided to put the money into attractions. And to have the money to do that, they, they've cut live performers. Which, see, I think you need the live performers as you're walking I do around too. the park because it, it yeah. increases the uh, guest satisfaction levels and interaction. I agree. Good. I'm glad we're on the same uh, – same path there. I mean, no one's listening to us, but All three, at least three we agree. Are, three people are. I'm sure Dawn's listening. No, I mean the people making decisions Poppy's in Disney. Listening. You're, hi, Poppy. Uh, you know. 
Okay. Uh, taste track and cool wash. The walls are down over there, so that must be almost ready to open. Yeah. Speaking of construction walls, uh, they have taken taken the walls off. That area was pretty much blocked off. Um, I, I feel like Epcot, from the pictures, and you know, once again, we have not been there since they put a lot of these construction walls up, but it, it's just, it looks like a maze. You know, and I, I feel like it's one of these things where you need to keep your right hand on the maze <laughs> so that you can find the exit eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once again, it's for the betterment of the park. Epcot, you know, in two years when it's done uh, is going to be amazing. Um, but you do need to put up with these unsightly construction walls and scrim for a while. Yep. But yeah, Taste Track and the Cool Wash uh, are now no longer walled off. Uh, that gives that opens up the walkway over by uh, Test Track. Uh, some of the restrooms over there are still under construction and refurbishment, so it's really at this point just a pass through. Uh, but you know, if you remember Disney Springs when they were working on it, um, pass throughs uh, were needed a lot because otherwise it just kind of funnels everybody into one section. And next thing you know, big bottleneck. You know, when the parks are closing, you're 43 people across, and it's just super tight. Yeah. Okay. Moving to the resorts, there are some special events, uh, especially for the summertime, that are coming up at the various Disney resorts. The first one that I think sounds amazing, you can tell me a little bit more about it, it's being held at the Riviera Resort. It's a chocolate workshop, and they are going to be held Sundays at 11 o'clock. That is true. Isn't that where they're also doing the um, uh, sangria? No, that's Coronado Springs. Coronado, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, But the Riviera Resort, as Cheryl said, is presenting the Chocolate Workshop, uh, which is presented by the Ganachery. Uh, That's a specialty chocolate shop, which is located at Disney Springs. Um, If you participate in this, uh, I think you did mention $60? I did not. Oh, you didn't? So wait, wait, wait. The Ganachery from Disney Springs is coming over to the Riviera Resort? Is that how that works? at the Riviera Resort. Oh, okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure that was what it was. So you will get an expert chef chocolatier from the Ganacherie who will tell you how to properly taste chocolate. And then you will observe a demonstration on how ganache uh, is made. And then you will create your very own truffle pops. So starting in March, we're not sure what date in March, this workshop will take place on Sundays at 11. Uh, You can reserve your spot by calling 407-WDW-PLAY. Or if you have a package booked with a travel agent, uh, you can have your travel agent book that for you. Very nice. Um, now, this next one is being held at some various resorts. You can tell me which ones. It's the Mermaid School. What the heck is that? So, unfortunately, I'm a little old for this. Um, but this is for resort guests age four or older. So, I guess there is, no, there is no upper age <laughs> limit. I guess I could participate. Um, but at various Disney World resorts allow you, you uh, or your children to live out your mermaid dreams. So, you can participate in fun pool activities while wearing a swimmable tail. Just like Ariel. Um, At the end of the experience, you receive a unique medallion to commemorate your time under the sea. And this year, uh, it is select dates starting on March 1st. Uh, The Mermaid School experience will be offered at Disney's Art of Animation, Disney's Caribbean Beach, Disney's Yacht Club, Disney's Beach Club, Disney's All-Star Music, the Polynesian Village, and Disney's Riviera Resort. The cost is $55 per person. Reservations can be made by calling 407-WDW. Dine? Play. Play. Sorry. Play. Darn. It's the same number I just gave for the... Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Yes. Sorry. I just have my travel agent book it for me. Got you. 
Um, and then Crockett's Craft Corner at Fort Wilderness is offering some crafting. So first off, I never even knew there was a Crockett's Craft Corner at uh, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Um, but they are offering what is right now very popular, uh, these brush and board kind of workshops where you create signage mm-hmm, of some yeah. type. Um, so it is a, as I mentioned, it's a brush and board workshop. It's two hours long. Uh, it's for guests eight and older. You get to design, paint, and take home your very own rustic wooden sign. Um, as you paint, you can also enjoy a complimentary assortment of light food and beverages. This takes place on Wednesday afternoons uh, at the Trails End Restaurant at a cost of $75 per person plus tax. Reservations can be made at 407 WDW. Play. No dine. No. No. Play. <laughs> you almost got me there. Um, yeah, that sounds a little bit expensive, but even locally, those are very expensive. Right. So you do end up with a nice piece of um, artwork. But the thing you have to remember is then you've got to put it in your luggage to get it home. That's true. Although, the, see, it's being held at um, Fort Wilderness, so a lot of the people that are there have driven or have campers or whatever. So Good point. Um, yeah, maybe they're making some artwork for their camper. Sure. Mm-hmm. And if you've enjoyed the light beverage, uh, light food and beverages that they offer there, you might want to get a fun run in. So what they've been doing recently is a lot of the resorts are offering fun runs. Uh, These runs are between 1.2 and 1.8 miles in length. Um, I know they've been doing them on, uh, I believe, Sundays, but it does not mention the dates here. But these fun runs are available now at Coronado Springs, Riviera Resort, Caribbean Beach, Port Orleans Resort, French Quarter, Saratoga Springs, Yacht and Beach Club, Boardwalk Resort, Old Key West, and Disney's All-Star Resorts. The cost to participate in the fun run is $15 per person. That includes a custom bib, a finisher's prize, and a selection of snacks. Guests two and under are free, although it will probably take them forever to finish 1.2 miles with those little <laughs> legs. Um, strollers are welcome during the runs. And to reserve a spot, you can call... WDW Play? 407 WDW Play. Uh, we have a special visitor. We do. We do. Who's that? Uh, the stink bug that has been crawling on our microphone. Oh, I haven't even seen that. He's well, grossing hello. me out. Hello, stink bug. We'll take care of you in a minute. So there's also the Captain Hook's Pirate Crew, which is um, something for the kids. That's right. Children 4 to 12 can take part on a treasure hunt with Captain Hook and his crew as they search for hidden treasure around Crescent Lake, and then they enjoy a delicious pirate feast. Um, this is going to start on March 4th. There is currently no end date. The cost is $55 plus tax per child. If you're an annual pass holder or a Disney Vacation Club member, you are eligible for a 10% discount. Um, and this may be reserved by calling 407-824-KIDS. Mixing it up. That's right. Okay. Um, the Disney Cruise Line 2021 itineraries that we had talked about coming out have been released. Um, there's a few highlights. That's right. They have released their itineraries for the summer of 2021. Once again, they will be returning to Europe. Um, They will be visiting the Greek Isles. There is a new port in the Greek Isle itinerary, which is the port of um, on the island of Kefalonia, which is, I guess, the port is Katakolon, which is near Olympia, the place of the first Olympic Games. Um, So that is a first-time port for them. Disney will also be going to um, the Scandinavian village of Eidfjord, Norway, which is situated at the foot of Norway's largest glacier park. Um, Departing from Vancouver, Canada, Disney Wonder will be returning to Alaska, as they do every summer. Uh, They will also be hitting the Caribbean, 
uh, seven night Eastern and Western cruises on the fantasy and the um, dream will be providing opportunities for three and four night Bahamian cruises. So as usual, um, you know, lots of opportunities to cruise with Disney in multiple, uh, you know, countries. And if you are looking to book a cruise on February 25th, the booking window opens for platinum and platinum castaway club members, as well as golden Oak club members on the 26th. It opens for gold members on the 27th. It opens for silver members, as well as Disney vacation club members and adventures by Disney insiders. And then finally on the 28th, the booking window opens for the general public. If you're interested in a Disney cruise in the summer of 2021 or earlier, you can reach out and uh, contact me. Sounds good. All right, Tony's going to run off. You can leave it. Don't You don't have to stop it. I got this next story. I've got it. Tony's going to go bring our little friend outside. So our next story is about um, a new souvenir beer mug, which is being offered at the Grand Californian Hotel in um, California. And it's a a stein. It's a pretty large size. It's sort of an off-white color. It's um, a ceramic. And it features stained glass window uh, painted on there to represent what you would find at the Grand Californian. Uh, what was the pricing on that mug? Do you know, Tony? Uh, for $37, you can have it filled with a beer. Was it a beer mimosa? Oh, yeah. That was a choice. A beer mm-hmm. mimosa. And I'm not sure if the price is the same, but you can have it filled with... Um, Coors Light. Coors Light, <laughs> which they listed, as well as some regional beers from California from some of the craft uh, breweries. I'm not a uh, beer drinker, but it's um, it's a very attractive stein, especially if you were a collector of beer steins. It is very much in the arts and crafts style, much like the Grand Californian Hotel itself. Nice. Um, in Orlando, uh, not in the Disney parks, we had talked a little bit about some of the uh, free opportunities for preschoolers, and there's another one that's now available, and that is at the Crayola Experience. That's right. It's not necessarily a theme park, but uh, they do have a large Crayola Experience in Orlando at... Uh, Uh, South Orange Blossom Trail. And if you have a three-year-old or a four-year-old, before February 28th, you can apply for an annual pass for them. Uh, You must have a child's birth certificate or passport with you to verify their age. And the entrance is good uh, Mondays through Fridays. Nice. Nice if you're in the Orlando area and you like to color. Yeah. Um, And then our last story is about uh, Virgin Voyages. Uh, They took ownership of their new ship in Italy, and they're headed to Miami. That's right. Uh, At the Fincantieri Shipyard in Genoa, uh, they handed over the keys, uh, which is the last big part before a ship is, uh, you know, available for sailing. So there's going to be a two-month shakedown window Um, April 1st is technically the first cruise, although there will be some cruises, media cruises and uh, industry cruises prior to that. Mm -hmm. And this first ship that they have is called the Scarlet Lady and it's an adults only, uh, cruise ship. That's right. There are no children on it. That is the first of four ships that they will have. Um, their next ship is due next year. I believe they have a ship per year coming through now and, uh, through 2023, um, the Valiant Lady is due in 2021, and that is currently under construction at the Fincantieri Shipyard. Um, so it's big news for them because, uh, um, you know, Richard Branson is making his foray into the cruise industry. He's already conquered the travel, uh, uh, the air travel, uh, you know, arena. They're doing the Virgin Rail in Florida. They took over that light rail uh, option. Um, the cool thing is that 
the Virgin Cruise Line is going to be a, have a zero carbon footprint. They're going to be the first uh, cruise line to do that. So it will offset um, their existence. Right. Yeah. I don't get the whole carbon footprint thing, but, you know, you don't. it's good for the environment. Yeah, it's just that any impact that they make on the environment, they um, do things to counteract those. There you go. Uh, the the ship will hold 2,770 passengers. It's going to head, it's going to be home ported out of Miami and it will have some, like I said, preview sailings in late March with its first official maiden voyage on April 1st. Um, but that is not the only ship that is coming to Florida over the course of the next year. Um, also coming to Miami is going to be the Regent Seven Seas Splendor. And then in Port Canaveral, Carnival's largest ship ever, the liquid natural gas uh, powered Mardi Gras, which is the first ship to feature a roller coaster, uh, will be coming. And the renamed and refurbished Carnival Victory, which is now going to be going under the name Carnival Carnival Radiance, will be coming to Port Canaveral. And then Port Everglades will get three new ships in November with the new uh, second edge class ship from Celebrity Cruises, the Celebrity Apex. Florida's first of the quantum-class ships, Odyssey of the Sea, and the fifth royal-class ship from Princess Cruises, the Enchanted Princess. So uh, cruising big business in southern and central Florida. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, that's pretty much all the news for today. So until tomorrow, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.